0: Johnny Summers, just in case on the off chance there's someone listening to us that doesn't know about the incredible happy hour at the Handlebar right here in Chico, why don't you give them the details?
1: 2 to 6 p.m., seven days a week, you're going to get money off of every single one of their craft beers as well as half off bottles of wine. They've got killer food, a really, really nice patio. There's way more reasons to go than to not, so do yourself a favor. If you don't know, check it out. If you know you love it, go back. Handlebar
0: Chico. Again, yeah, that's the handlebar, twenty seventy East Twentieth Street on the south end of town. They really do have an incredible happy hour, like Johnny said, seven days a week. Don't sleep on that. We promise you will thank us. Go do it. Why don't we begin? We hope you
1: enjoy. This fresh
0: hop cinema the name is fresh hop cinema the game is craft beer and film welcome to it and another name is mine max minardi <laughs> <laughs> hi i'm johnny come somebody. on man this week on the show we review bros it's a romantic comedy from director nicholas stoller starring billy eichner as bobby lieber a successful podcaster and curator of a new museum of lgbtq history in new york city he's 40 he's single and he's completely content with his life. That is, until he meets Aaron, a hunky, very much not his type bro, played by Luke McFarlane. As their attraction for each other grows, Bobby is forced to consider the idea that maybe, just maybe, he's found someone worth letting his guard down for. Our thoughts on that in a little while, but first, our thoughts on uh, at least one beer, and then another another beer later, excuse me. I picked out beers this week, which is why I'm so flustered because I never get to do this and I never get to talk about the beers, but I I shall. Um, We're drinking two beers that are mostly from Jay uh, Wakefield Brewing. They're collaborations, so we'll just say they are brewed there and we'll talk about those collaborations as we get there. But the first is called Spilled. The second is called Folk Brunch Vibes. They are both Berliner Weisses. They're both 6%. um, And we're going to get into those in just a minute. But first, Johnny Summers, you do some talking.
1: Yeah, if you're listening on KZFR 90.1 FM, we hope you're having a fantastic Thursday evening. As a quick heads up, you're only going to be hearing the first 30 minutes of our show, which includes our thoughts on Spilled and the spoiler-free portion of our discussion of the movie Bros. But if you're so inclined to listen to the show in its entirety, which includes spoilers for Bros, a second beer review, and Hot and Bothered, which is the portion of the podcast where we generally abandon formal structure and just talk about things that have us super stoked or really irritated, you can find us on all the platforms that I'm going to mention, If you just search Fresh Hop Cinema, you're going to look on Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, etc. We release new episodes every Friday morning at 7 a.m. and have been doing so since 2016. If you like the show, go leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And please let us know that you did. To hang out with us on social media, just search Fresh Hop Cinema on Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd, or Untapped, Or just head over to our website,
0: freshhopcinema.com. Well said. Let's get into Patreon briefly. Um, Patreon is a way to support our podcast monetarily you can give us a certain amount of dollars whatever you uh, feel is appropriate at your discretion per episode and in return we give you access to bonus content our six years worth of bonus content on patreon exclusive invites to fun events at bars or movie theaters or our our homes sometimes Um, or sometimes just an invite to sit on your own couch and watch a movie with us in a a digital sort of way and we all correspond via uh, messaging apps of various sorts that's all on patreon and, you know, if you're on Patreon every now and again, you might get a birthday shout out like Trevor. Uh, Trevor's birthday is October 9th and Trevor is a, is a. we have to shout really loud for this one because Trevor moved, Trevor and Shelby, big shout outs here and, and your family, of course. Um, Trevor responded to our October bar hang as can't go, which I pointed out to Trevor, did not surprise me, but made me sad nonetheless. Uh, hope you're doing well, man. You and Shelby both. Uh, Shelby uh, also a, a former Patreon member. So big supporters. We appreciate you guys um, and and miss the crap out of you.
1: Yeah. Happy birthday from way out there. Yeah. Um, from
0: way out here. Yeah. From us to you. That's Patreon in a nutshell. Am I missing anything crucial, Johnny Summers? Well, we got a bar hang coming up this month. That's great. Uh, yep.
1: If you're yep. in Patreon, you should respond. Yeah. Let it's in, the, it's in the Facebook
0: group. Yeah. Um, it's also on Patreon, of course.
1: Or if you're just a homie like some of my homies are, you just text me and be like, yeah, we'll be there.
0: Okay. Great. You invited some people? No oh
1: but people you, on patreon oh sure. just rsvp oh, by texting saying. me got it Cool. Yeah. but anyways right. yeah we, we've got some events coming down the pipe and i like the idea of doing another at home virtual movie night we haven't done one of those in a while well
0: so that's what i was thinking for for um true romance like we give everybody the opportunity to watch it so they can keep up with if we decide to do that for bonus content next week i was like well let's just all watch it at seven o'clock on like a tuesday or Definitely. a monday so I, that's why i brought it up so i agree um so if you are so inclined, any of that, patreon.com slash cinema will get you there. With housekeeping out of the way, Johnny Summers, it is time for beer number one. You're not going to find a whole lot of luck naming it on the can, but I do have it in the notes. Um, so why don't you tell me the official name in the notes there? Spilled Passion Fruit Strawberry Mango. That's right. Um, like I said, it's Jay Wakefield Brewing. Um, it's a fruited Berliner Weiss. It is 6%. And they say this... Um, Allegedly, this is from Untapped, but I believe it came from their website originally because they say this. This is our second collaboration with Houston Homies Urban South Brewing, who are also mentioned on the can here. Uh, This edition of their quote-unquote spilled series is a lifted donk packed with passion fruit, strawberry, mango, and mango gummy candies. Johnny, are you familiar with the nomenclature, the old slang, donk? Oh, yeah. Just a lifted, like 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 an El Camino or like a Monte Carlo or like... One, you know, there's a certain imagery, and, I, and they do a decent job, I think, on on the can here kind of showing you oh, what yeah. that is. What kind of car do you think that is? That is a, looks like an Impala. I would take Impala. I can't quite see the, the, the trunk, but maybe. Um, this is a lovely can. I, I went in when I shopped for beers this week at Spike's Bottle Shop. Uh, I went for the Johnny Summers approach, which is just kind of unfocus my eyes and look at the fridge and whatever my eyes gravitate towards first. Let's see what that's about. Um, so I was very stoked to find this brewery. We've never covered them on the show, uh, neither one actually. And so we're doing two two fruited Berliner Weisses today, which is a move because they can be pretty aggressive stylistically and flavor-wise. You've now had your first taste, and I can't quite read what's going on with your emotions, your your heart emotions, your mouth emotions, none of it. So maybe you could elucidate me a little bit.
1: Hmm. Um, this is a very vibrant beer, uh, it's not incredibly stunning to look at. Uh, it's a very dull mm-hmm. color. Mm-hmm.
0: Rusty. Um, it's a rusty kind of orange.
1: Yeah, it's a ruddy, off burnt orange. Flat looking on the top.
0: Yeah. Nothing really, effervescent
1: about it. Literally the least special beer I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, it's got a big nose. You, It smells like it's going to be painful. Like I smell it and I say, oh boy. My lymph nodes oh just, boy. just just cringed. Oh boy. My mouth's yeah. leaking. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's tiny waterfall in there. Uh, so I've tried it. It is very intense. This he is swallows
0: a, to get the saliva. Yeah, this <laughs> is, um,
1: yeah, I need like a drool bucket. No, I
0: did too. I just had a drink.
1: No, this is a very, very, very intense beer. It is, I won't say overwhelmingly tart, but it is the on the tartar side of a, a Berliner Weiss. Uh, I am really digging how much I can differentiate the things that are in it. There is no mistaking the passion fruit. It, it's super tropical right it away. It is very tropical. I am not... I think strawberries the least involved out of these. I agree for sure. The mango, and I think any redeeming leveling out of that tartness comes from the mango gummy candies, which in my opinion they should have put two hundred percent more in. That's a weird move, dude. I've never heard of this. I love mango gummy candy. Well, who doesn't? Yeah, which, yeah. We don't have to talk I about. I love that, gummy but, candies in general, of course. Yeah. Uh, so, all those flavors are there. They're very present. Uh, the question is, do they culminate in something that is enjoyable to drink? to myself and to you. Uh, For me, this beer is very aggressive on the bitterness, and I think that tartness, excuse me, it is...
0: Me too. It's taking over my whole being. I'm so glad you're talking now, not me.
1: Oh, man. Um, It's a lot. I'm I'm loving the mango notes. Passion fruit, I'm not the biggest fan of. Uh, It can get very musty and funky and armpit very quickly. Uh, We were just having a conversation off air about things that smell like they shouldn't go in your mouth. Yep. Um, And you know, things that smell like chimsox. I love it. That's the only
0: context we're given.
1: It's fine. (laughs) This uh, It's a conversation for us. This is a conversation for them. Um, so yeah, not keen on the passion fruit, but I love that it's balanced out by the mango. Maybe some of the jamminess is coming from the strawberry, but I'd really have to look for it. So overall it's predominantly passion fruit and mango leaning towards, I think, Oh, it's about a 50, 50 split for me. Mm -hmm. Um, This beer is going to come down for me on a rating as to how much I enjoy or dislike the level of tartness in relation to the sweetness and the fruit notes. Uh, And I don't think it's hitting a lot of the marks that would make me love a beer. I I think it's intriguing and I love the tropical fruits, uh, but it is definitely more sour beer than I've had a lot of Berliner Weiss that have more jammy character notes more sweetness a little bit more balance Mm -hmm. this one this one just leans real heavy on the sour and for me that's not quite working what do you think so far
0: i echo a lot of the sentiments um it's a pretty aggressive beer for sure the tartness is there i don't think it's quite as piercing as some berliner Weisses have been for me in the past but it's definitely not soft the the things that are redeeming in, in in the in the sharpness or softness spectrum are the mango notes for sure. Passion fruit comes through pretty aggressively. Um, I don't always know that. Uh, sometimes the passion fruit mango combo gets a little muddled for me, um, and I would also I not also I'd almost want to see something more more varied, like even something like a pineapple. Maybe I think would differentiate some of these flavor notes
1: possibly that but could, i
0: enjoy it could make it way too acidic that's true and it is pretty acidic i'm, I'm you'd mentioned sort of the uh, the, the glands and, and salivating and all that but for me it's kind of going straight down to the almost potentially heart-burning category
1: mm-hmm. i was just thinking it while you were speaking yeah you know how some margaritas come with a tiny little corona
0: in sure it? this should come with like a roll of tums sure just wait till we get to our second beer today because it is a margarita inspired berliner rice sweet so we'll see how that goes um i do like it though man i think it's fun um i enjoy most of the flavors like you said though it's not you know it's not blowing my mind necessarily
1: i think we've spoken about the three drink kind of rule that we've let's speak about it again
0: uh so i
1: believe it was brought up in a bottle share by one chris gomez friend of the show Shout patron out. um that like a sour beer kind of takes three sips to really kind of grasp oh, okay. the flavor profile No, you... i've never talked about this okay I must have just been drunk at his house talking about this with him. Um so the first one you get all of the initial shock of the the zap of the sourness, just that initial, you know, hand grenade to your taste buds. And then the second one it kind of mellows out. You start getting a little bit more of the fruit, but that overwhelming from the overwhelming feeling from yes. the sourness is still there. But then by the third one, the the palate shock is kind of gone and then you start getting way more balance and way more of the mm-hmm. the fruit notes and less of of the sourness and for me that is really true i just did the three sip thing and
0: i just had my third as well way more fruit way less you kind of start. know what to expect yeah yeah it's like you're going in to drink like like if you this is just off the cuff and just thought of this but like if if you've never had a pedialyte and you go drinking it thinking it's a Gatorade you might be surprised by the saltiness mm-hmm. or the Nectary quality of it. Right. But if you know what to expect after three drinks of that, you might be like, this is pretty good. Yeah.
1: I'm gonna get me some more Pedialyte.
0: Right. Um, I do like it more after a few drinks. So let's call that theory uh, tried and true. At least by a, my book. It's a sound theory. What is jumping out at you, if anything, as offensive, disgusting? You hate it. Anything? Um,
1: the lack of strawberry. I would like more strawberry, too. I would really like strawberry. A strawberry in a beer like this could add, especially like a nice ripe strawberry would add some jammy sweetness that could really offset Mm -hmm. some of the sharp edges of the spear and maybe give it a bit more balance. Um, That and I'm just not the biggest passion fruit guy. I would always prefer more mango or only mango. Mm -hmm. Uh, So the passion fruit, it is what it is. I I can't get mad at a flavor because it's the same all the time and I don't like it, but um, those are the main things and that, and it is a little heartburning, a little acidic. Uh, It's kind of goes with the style, but I mean, like I said, we've had a wide spectrum of this style, and they're not all like that, so they don't all have to be, so uh, judge it accordingly.
0: Yeah, for me, the the most egregious thing is the acidity. It's sitting a little... I've had, um, you know, we, we've we had a 16-ounce can here, and we poured out maybe three-quarters of it, and we split that, uh, and I've finished mine. And it's, yeah, it's sitting pretty heavy, uh, right above the rib cage, mm-hmm. dead center of the chest, and that's just not the most enjoyable sensation. Um, certainly after what is, I think, an objectively pretty small quantity of this. Mm-hmm. I do like the flavors. I think the carbonation is good. Um, the mouth feels pretty great. I just It's just a bit acidic. Yeah, I agree completely. Let's give it an out of 10. Johnny Summers, after you. For me, it's like a 4.2. Sounds about right. For me, it's a 6. Uh, you have anything else on spilled, colon, passion fruit, strawberry, and mango edition?
1: Mm. If you're into sour beers and you like tropical fruits, it's for you. Uh, if you want a more balanced Berliner advice, I would steer you in a different direction.
0: Sure. Uh, like I said, these are available at least and probably other places, but at Spike's Bottle Shop here in Chico, there were a few left when I was there on, uh, on Tuesday. So if you're hearing this the day it drops, Thursday night on KZFR or uh, Friday morning if you're listening on the podcast, scuttle on over there. Try to find one, uh, which is to say once again – You're listening to Fresh Hop Cinema. If you are listening on a Thursday evening on KZFR 90.1 FM, I want to let you know that our fall pledge drive is underway. If you have a few bucks to spare, head over to kzfr.org for more information. We are listener-supported radio and we appreciate both your listening and, of course, your support. If you get a chance to try Spilled or any other beers from Jay Wakefield, let us know. The easiest way to do that, take a photo of yourself drinking that beer and tag us uh, on Instagram at fresh underscore hop underscore cinema.
1: Did we do this all wrong? Did we nail it? Uh, Do you have a beer that you want us to drink or maybe a brewery that hasn't been on the show that Mm -hmm. we just got to do? Hit us up. Message us on Instagram uh, or send an email to fhccast at gmail.com and let us know. We love listener submissions and we're always looking for the coolest new beers. And if you want to hear about it, we want to talk about it. So, hey, get at us. Also, if you like the show, leave a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. It takes two seconds and it means the world to us. Up next is a trailer for this week's movie, Bros, but fret not, my bros, there's no spoilers in this next segment.
2: Hey guys, it's Bobby Lieber coming to you from the future home of the LGBTQ plus museum. Everyone is really excited and totally getting along. This happens to be Bisexual Awareness Week and no one has acknowledged it. Lesbian History Month was in March. Nobody said a thing. Of course, lesbians get a month and we get a week. So what's happening? Didn't you guys have an announcement? This is a little unexpected, but we are in a thruple situation. You're in a thruple. Let me tell you what's progressive now. Being alone. I love my life. I love my freedom. I love my independence. That's kind of sad. That I don't want to be in a thruple. I don't even want to be in a couple.
0: Bobby, I had sex with that 65-year-old.
2: Jesus, he's ripped. I know. It's like they injected steroids into Dumbledore. Oh, my God. That's Aaron. He's very hot gay guys are so stupid i know but we've been smart enough to brand ourselves as being smart it's our little secret you met a guy i don't think i'm his type he's like gay tom brady what are you into one of these ripped idiots with no opinions no i like someone who's physically very frail and won't stop talking
0: and I bet he's as intimidated by you as you are by him.
2: I'm down for whatever. Yeah, I can do whenever and I can do whatever. Cool. Whatever, whenever. GIF of Michael Scott dancing. Office GIF? This person isn't gay. I need you to be honest with me. You like these rowdy, meathead idiots. Oh, they're fighting. You like that? Hey. I can be tough oh, like your you boys. Like oh, that's what, what, you, what, what you like. like oh, what what you like? oh okay. no? what's, what's going on? on? Oh, that's cool. All right. bye. bye. Happy pride. happy pride happy pride now i have to go to a pride party and you're both too old to be in the pool please leave
0: people are threatening to boycott the
2: museum you can't say lincoln was gay And if we don't do this we're letting the heterosexual terrorists win there are trans terrorists too Caitlyn jenner you are so different from me you're very intense i like to keep things chill i can be chill just like a manly man So up What's up I got you. Yeah. We're gonna need some help here, bro. What is going on with you? My whole life, I've prided myself on being self reliant, but this guy has gone into my head. Maybe you're both bottoms and that's the problem.
1: Bottom down! Yeah. Bottom yeah. Yeah.
2: Gay sex was more fun when straight people were uncomfortable with it. Somebody oh my god, do you guys remember straight
1: people? Yeah, they had a nice run. Love. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Fresh Hop Cinema, a show about the worlds of craft beer and film. If you're listening on the radio waves of KZFR 90.1 FM, you're only going to be hearing the first half hour of the show on the radio today. But if you'd like to hear the whole thing, you can subscribe to Fresh Hop Cinema on Apple Podcasts or wherever quality podcasts are found by you. It'll be available to stream tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. So at the end of this, if you just can't get enough of us, go
0: have a listen. What you just heard was a trailer for this week's movie, Bros. Bobby, played by Billy Eichner, is a neurotic podcast host who's happy to go on Tinder dates and content not to have a serious relationship. That all changes when he meets Aaron, played by Luke McFarlane, an equally detached lawyer who likes to play the field. Repeatedly drawn to each other, both men begin to show their vulnerable sides as their undeniable attraction turns into something resembling a commitment. This is a film directed by Nicholas Stoller. Like I said earlier, he directed Forgetting Sarah Marshall, then the sequel, sequel, Uh, get him to the Greek. He also did Neighbors. I think he might have done Neighbors too, but I'm not sure. This movie was written by, of course, the director, Nicholas Stoller and Billy Eichner. Uh, It was produced by Stoller, Eichner, uh, Joshua Church, and probably notably Judd Apatow. Cinematography, Brandon Trost. It came uh, to theaters first at the Toronto International Film Festival early September. Hit wide release in America on September 30th. Runs an hour and 55 minutes. We'll talk about some other people, but I wanted to give a shout out to Guy Branham who plays um, Bobby's close friend, Henry, who's a comedian that I've enjoyed in the past. Okay, uh, Johnny Summers, your thoughts on Bros? Well, Bros is
1: an attempt of a reheat of a style I feel that went out of popularity maybe 15 years ago, give or take. I just invented a term. What's that? I think it's the ranch com. The Ronchcom? Yeah. 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 The very 40-year-old Virgin forgetting Sarah Marshall, mm-hmm. you know, all the ones that you just mentioned. That that Ronchcom, that era. And I like that. Mm-hmm. The Ronchcom. Yeah,
0: yeah. just yeah. when you were talking about it, I was like that's because like, it's not like a it's not like your you're like easy like PG thirteen. Like this is this not, is rated R. It's worth yeah. noting. It's not sleepless
1: in Seattle or sure. you've got mail. Sure. Uh so you know, it was a, a, a movie that kind of had a template. It had not much original in the way of like a plot structure. So what you had was kind of a reheat of a tried and true genre of different eras kind of mishmashed together. Uh, But the real change and new take was that it was about two gay men uh, and gay culture and LGBTQ plus culture and, and everything that that entails. Uh, So you kind of got a peek behind the curtain if you're not familiar with, you know, the, Dating habits or anything like that of of people that are gay, so that is fresh and it's new and that's exciting to see because it's an area where there hasn't been really any representation in this genre. Uh, but my main issue with this movie is that it felt like an old outfit that just got put on, and like that can go one of two ways. Like a nice retro outfit can look fantastic, can make your whole night, it can make the event. Or it can just look like dusty clothes that were popular a long time ago. And I don't think this movie really stood on its own two feet and did anything really new as a movie. It did new things for representation. And sure. I'm not going to disparage that in any way. I thought it was red. Um, and, you know, if it's done with the motivation of wanting to make a rom-com for the young man that Billy Eichner was, that never got a rom-com about someone that looked like him or was of a sexual orientation mm-hmm. as him. Like, that's awesome. But was this movie worth making as a rom-com? And right. like, you have to be in on rom-coms to be in for this movie or ranch coms as sure, we've sure. coined. I wonder um, if that's a term, because it feels very appropriate. If it isn't, we're famous now. It's us. Yeah. 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 So that's the question is, is why stick to a genre that is semi-outdated, if not for uh, the sake of nostalgia Mm -hmm. and making a movie you wish you had when you were younger. Um, But as a movie, objectively, I really enjoyed certain parts of it. I laughed quite a bit. It was very funny. uh, But by and large, I don't really enjoy rom-coms and I wasn't super all in on it. Like, I don't enjoy the whole meet cute, you know, and Mm. because... Yes, it was between two men, but this whole movie was still astoundingly formulaic. Uh just insert two men versus a man and a woman. Yeah. And it was it is, you know, reserved smart guy meets bad boy. It's you know that you think bad boy? Well, more bad, edgy, different, okay, you know, sure, you know sure. opposites, diff- sure. it's all it's all just been done. It felt so done. But then you have to go back and look at the the representation side of things and like, well, it hasn't been done like this. Right. get it but the plot of this movie has been done so for me it didn't land and break ground and it wasn't a life-changing movie i didn't love it um
0: i thought it was okay
1: uh billy eichner's hilarious i I love his stand-up and i love his work and other things but that's
0: the first mention you've made of the humor which i want to talk about in a little bit here but oh yeah out of 10 what do you give it Uh, out of 10 for me it's a 5.4 all right, Max, what did you think? I, I'm actually pretty close in your rating there. For me, it's a six. I think Billy Eichner is not somebody, if you don't know the name and you haven't seen a trailer for this yet, he, he's, I think, most famous probably for his YouTube series, like Billy on the Street, which mm-hmm. is where he he's like this aggressive, like loud. It's, it's I don't know if it's a character, if it's per, his personality, because he plays the same kind of guy in like Parks and Rec. So he'll walk around New York City or LA or whatever, and he helps like celebrities promote their show and he'll go up to strangers like, hey, f- for a dollar, like, can you name d- a gay person? Or a woman, or like something obvious, but people panic. Yeah, like that's his thing. Well, he's got such a bombastic personality. He's very loud, and he's annoying to me most of the time. That said, uh, I don't know that you have to be in on it because he doesn't totally play that character in this movie. Um, I think he does a pretty good job. There's, there's, there's two parts to the. To, well, there's three parts in this case. There's, there's the rom, there's the ranch, and there's the calm. Right. This movie has all three. And I think there's some, I was busting up in the theater at some of the jokes that happened mm-hmm. and some of them are very like pop culture aware. And that doesn't always work for me. I think you and I are like two of the only podcast hosts in the world that aren't actively on Twitter following pop culture. Mm-hmm. Um, so some of that didn't land, but, but some of it, like the the relationship stuff, like there's a scene where he has to take a, a, a sexy photo for a guy he's trying to hook up with was very, like had me laughing mm-hmm. almost too loud. Um, some of his dramatic stuff works. I actually think um, the Aaron character works as like the stoic kind of not your stereotypical gay. but Like I'm not as I'm not as flamboyant as you. So we're never going to work. It's nice to see that side of it too. Like and having these two people come together works for a lot of dramatic counterpoint, um, which again is not new, um, but it's it's recontextualized for gay people, which is awesome. Um, I think it's great that they have that. But like you're saying, that's not bringing anything new. To the formula and for a movie that really harps on the media, like love is not love it's not the same like gay relationships are different than straight i would like the gay movie to be different than the straight movie and it's really not
1: yeah other than like they talk about gay dating and gay sex and totally. it's going to make some people uncomfortable Totally, but
0: yeah it, that's whatever um i liked it enough i'd I'd probably watch it again if it came on i'd show a friend it's a it's a good you know two hours it's a little long probably Mm -hmm. but that's all right yeah they didn't get the memo that rom-coms are a tight 90 they're often not though which is the problem with a lot of rom-coms um yeah for me it's a six man i i thought it was okay like above average but you know not gonna make my top 10 of the year by any stretch definitely um Let's talk about. Excuse me. Uh, let's talk about performance in the box office a little mm-hmm. bit. It opened against Smile, another movie that we were going to cover. I couldn't even catch a stupid showtime in our town. I was going to see it today, but our theater apparently doesn't show movies before 4 p.m. anymore.
1: They're really, really
0: inconveniencing this podcast. Yeah, right. So between Smile and um, Bros, they they both opened in about 3,500 theaters, um, and and Bros has made about f- almost five million dollars. It was projected originally to make like ten. In its opening weekend. Smile, on the other hand, has made $23 million. Upside, Bros is pretty good. The downside is like nobody knows it. Mm-hmm. I said to you before we even covered it, it's like, I don't think I want to see this. It doesn't look good. Mm-hmm. And the things that make it good, I think, aren't obvious in the way that it's been marketed.
1: Yeah, and you almost have to be a Billy Eichner fan or be... A member of the LGBTQ com- community yes. to be plugged into this movie because there's honestly really no star power in it. There's not mainstream nope movie star nope. power, so there's no draw other than Billy Eichner mm-hmm. and which sp- is
0: very niche. You yeah, very which niche. is a great parallel for his character in the movie. Like I like that this movie's aware of like it's it's not a rom com that is tr- like thinks that it's doing something new. Like there's so many nods to it having fun with the genre like there's mm-hmm. a whole spinoff of like hallmark movies which by the way um mcfarlane has been like a lead in a lot of these hallmark movies over <laughs> the years like he's like the hot romantic lead so the fact that they're willing to poke fun at that is great So like it's not trying necessarily to it, i mean it is doing something new it's trying to do that but it's also aware of where it's coming from yeah and what came before it which i think is yeah, great
1: but you can push that too far as well there sure. has to be a balance with sure. that self-awareness sure so i i mean yeah I know Billy Eichner's spoken a lot about why this movie didn't get the success that he thought it was going to. Yeah, and and you know his points are you know probably maybe valid. You have to what, what points? Uh, basically, he said just straight people didn't go. Well, so like to paraphrase
0: the like I think the top the top five cities that this movie did well in were like New York and Los Angeles, San Francisco, like Portland, or and like very coastal cities. Yeah, mm-hmm. Midwest. In, in Central America, not so much. And sure, there's an argument for like l- people in those regions of America being less open to to gay stories. And this would make people uncomfortable. But this movie is also marketed like as the movie, like as the, the representation movie. Mm-hmm. And I think they missed a really good opportunity to promote it as a funny movie. Exactly. Like it's pretty funny.
1: Yeah. But it, people it, don't know it. It can be promoted just as a funny movie as totally. well. That, yeah. You know, is very representative and very inclusive, which yeah. would have been great. Um, he made, I'm, I don't, I'm assuming it was tongue in cheek on his Twitter, but just saying basically, Mm. uh, if you don't go see it, you're homophobic. Sure, (laughs) Hilarious. So uh, it's such a Billy Eichner thing to say.
0: It's yeah. I'm glad we saw it. I, I, I don't know that it's a good enough movie for me to fully be like, everybody should go see this, but I think it's a fun, like, it's a fun niche rom-com. Do you like raunchy comedies? That's the thing. I actually don't. Yeah. Like. Like some of this was too explicit for me. Yeah. Um. In the same way that like some jokes in like the Hangover, which is brought up in this movie, like The Hangover, mm-hmm. is is too crude for me. It's just not my my cup of tea. Or like Tropic Thunder comes to mind for some reason. Um, and it's certainly not going to be for everybody. Mm-hmm. But I think for the most part, like, th- did the dramatic stuff work for you? By the way, like we're spending time on comedy, but like, did some of the more dramatic formulaic beats even work for you? Somewhat. It was like 75% believable. Do you have any standout scenes, mm.
1: dramatic-wise?
0: I think that gets a little spoilery. Okay. I will just say there's one monologue of many that Billy Eichner gives on a beach mm-hmm. about his um, <laughs> his his success. And like maybe coming from the perspective of somebody who like has tried to make a business of my personality to some extent, like I related to that. I thought he did a good job. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think there's a scene near a bridge and a bike rack. Yeah, that's the one I was... That also really works. Mm -hmm. Um, So I thought thought that was nice. Yeah.
1: I was curious to see how Billy Eichner would do in a dramatic acting role. And quite frankly, I think he pulled it off i think you did very well
0: me too okay we're gonna run short on time for our radio listeners so i will say once again you've been listening to fresh hop cinema possibly on kzfr 90.1 fm bros is currently in theater near you probably maybe only 4 p.m or later if you've seen it you have thoughts of your own you can reach us on instagram at fresh underscore hop underscore cinema or you can send an email to fhccast at gmail.com and to our radio listeners thanks for tuning in we'll catch you next and every thursday at 5 30 p.m on kzfr 90.1 fm
1: as a reminder, if you want to hear the rest of today's conversation, which includes spoilers for Bros, a review of that second beer from Jay Wakefield, and Hot and Bothered, head over to our favorite podcast app and yours, whichever one we're on. Go subscribe to us, Fresh Hop Cinema. The rest of this episode will be available tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. And to those of you already listening on your podcast app, we'll be right back. Danger Zone. Danger Zone. Danger Zone. Danger Zone.
2: Danger Zone.
1: Zone.
0: And we're rolling in. We're in the danger zone. I caught you off guard. It's one of oh, my fuck. favorite things to do. <laughs> You'll just be staring off into space, dreaming about, uh, I don't know, hamburgers, beers that don't hurt your fucking heart. No, I was literally just thinking about hamburgers. You know, I was. I could go for a burger. Want to go get good. a burger after this? Uh, Yeah. Yes. Burger. That'd be great. Um, but in the meantime, let me just say real quick, because I didn't say this earlier, this beer at Spike's Bottle Shop was, I think, $7.99. Oh, fuck Our first that. beer was. Um, and That's, yeah, I think it's a little pricey. It came from Texas, so... I don't know. Um, all right. If you're a diehard fan of Berliner Weiss, then do it. But
1: what's up? What was the percentage on this, ABV? Six. Okay. Decent percentage. Yeah. Didn't love the beer. We both rated it very mediocre. Yes. Um So knowing that,
0: mm-hmm. what's the most you'd pay for this beer? Um, that, I'd probably not go over eight. Yeah. You would,
1: but you would pay eight? Like how yeah, much at the level of enjoyment you have of this beer, what's the most you would pay for it?
0: Like if I were to go get it again.
1: And you could set the price. Like yeah. how much is this beer worth? It, to am I getting a pint? Like same the, size. Same same can. P-
0: yeah. I don't know. Five bucks. F- yeah. I was going to say six. Yeah. This yeah. is Oh, you were. Five or six. You're generous. You wealthy or something? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, so it was that, a little pricey, but that
1: podcast <laughs> card,
0: daddy. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, okay. So that's, that's out of the way. Let's get into spoilers for this. You had said that it would be difficult to talk about your favorite dramatic moments without spoiling stuff.
1: Oh, it was just um, when they were kind of breaking up. Okay, yeah. They have the big fight and Aaron's parents were in town. Is there anything
0: we have to unpack plot-wise that people can't sort of... Like, whatever you're thinking happens in a rom-com, pretty much happens. Yeah. Relationship-wise. People
1: play hard to get. There's unrequited texts. There's uh, Billy Eichner becoming enamored and wanting to go over to his house. Mm -hmm. Uh, I really did like the scene with... um, from um, Will and Grace. What's her name? Deborah Messing. Deborah Messing, sure. Y- were you not familiar with Will and Grace? I've never watched Will and oh, Grace. Oh, wow. Yeah. Will and Grace was like groundbreaking queer television. That's what I know. It was I know so that. good. Oh, yeah. Um, But yeah, there's yeah. not a lot of uh, particulars, I think, that need to get broken down. I don't it's think so either. very formulaic rom-com. So let's just talk about our favorite scenes. Okay. What of the
0: humor didn't work for you? so a lot of a lot of the raunchier sex stuff that gets played for jokes doesn't work great and it um, gets it gets pretty in there it's pretty in there it's <laughs> it's it's about as explicit as you can get pretty in there um without earning an NC17 yeah
1: because
0: I, I also don't think this movie is rated R for sexuality or nudity necessarily you see some butts
1: mm-hmm.
0: um I can't think of one penis Mm-mm. but there's a lot of basically if the camera were at a different angle you'd be seeing a lot there's a yeah. lot of that stuff. Um there's a particular sequence which is a threesome that unfortunately turns into a foursome. That was so fun. which was very with funny. Steven? With, uh, was that his name? Steven? I think so. Yeah. Like some of that works really well. Yeah. Um I guess, I guess, you know, now that I'm saying this out loud, maybe my issue was comedically wasn't with raunchiness. It was more with um It was more with like the modernism of it. Like I just I don't know. Like I don't relate to a lot of it. Obviously the, the the queer stuff I don't relate to. But even like the pop culture stuff doesn't quite work for me. Like all the jokes about different apps and like dating apps in general. Mm-hmm.
1: Um yeah those were a little bit after us. Sure.
0: Yeah. Um but again I think all the greatest romantic comedies or or, or even um generational defining comedies are not universal i think i think the jokes in them tend to be fairly niche
1: this reminds me of our conversation of uh bodies 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 just kind of a movie that totally wasn't made for us and we're not supposed to totally get
0: not that plugged in totally um so i think there's a conversation to be had and and we are having it about the merits of this movie um objectively as 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 a film from from a a craft perspective and then from a cultural perspective Mm -hmm. um and and both can be appreciated i think this is a better movie culturally than it is from a filmmaking standpoint for sure. Um, and I just happen to not be plugged into that culture or as invested in that. Yeah. Which is okay. Which leaves me just to criticize it's movie making. Which, exactly. is, which isn't great. Yeah. that's or why new you are, or fresh or whatever.
1: We give the credit to the uh totally. the representation. Yeah. I think it's awesome.
0: But yeah, as a movie, we get- It's fine. Like it's, yeah. yeah. It's our um, job to I, pick but up. But that said, I love a meat cute. I love, I love a montage of running through the rain to a soundtrack. That shit works on me. It's yeah. great. I almost cried during this movie. Mm-hmm. I, you know, and it's stupid. And I was just like- I was hitting myself or kicking myself, I suppose. Like, it works on me. It works every time. <laughs> and I know that about myself, so it's fine. Yeah. Um, what were your favorite? Did you have, a fa- like, a funniest moment in this movie or, or yeah, favorite scene?
1: I really liked when Aaron and – what's his name in this buddy? Bobby. Billy. Bobby. Yeah. I keep wanting to just call him Billy. Billy and Bobby are tough yeah. to, to not I, mix up. I read that this movie is, like, loosely based on his life, too. Sure. So whatever. Sure. Bobby. Yeah. Uh, when Aaron and Bobby – Anytime they're kind of poking and prodding each other, like mm-hmm. uh, at one point, Aaron says that his favorite movie of all time is The Hangover yeah. just to piss Bobby off. Like, yeah, there there was some really fun interactions there. Um, lots of funny moments, though, man. Some of the the like really wild, intense sex stuff that they make light of is yeah. pretty hilarious. Yeah. Uh, there's one See, I wish we could just drop the soundbite in. We My gay sex is like a clown car. <laughs> Oh, yeah. It's just yeah.
0: more. I wonder if that would be in a trailer. It might be. I
1: don't know. But it was, yeah, there was a lot of funny moments for yeah. sure.
0: Yeah. Um, did, You thought this movie was a little bit long too? Yeah. Where would you have trimmed some fat if you could have? Hmm. I mean, there
1: was a few parts. Like I didn't need to see the whole uh, Bobby trying steroids thing. It did feel out of place. That felt like that whole eight minutes could have just
0: been cut out.
1: I have roid rage. It I mean. was
0: that, that yeah, if you count the gym sequence and the museum freakout sequence, mm-hmm. I agree. Very unnecessary. Yeah. Doesn't add much. And I think another one of my issues with this film in general is the probably inevitable underutilization of auxiliary characters. Mm-hmm. So he's on, um, Bobby is on a board of, you know, people that are in charge of getting this museum going. And, and they're all sort of, one dimensional they get their own lines like one guy just keeps saying he might have been bisexual and like one yeah. is like the angry lesbian and like one is a transgender person and then one is like a more transgender person and like it's it feels like they're yeah. having this competition of like who's more it's just all very um reductive and, and i feel like in a movie that is so keen on being representative i would have opted for less characters that had more to them yeah absolutely and that comes to fruition even, during the museum museum
1: thing i mean when you really think about it even just one i think you need more than one probably. no but like there wasn't even oh one. no there was not one no. like there wasn't even a single solitary no, one there's so,
0: yeah it's a movie about like about a, bobby and
1: Aaron. yeah so any tertiary character with more depth than mm-hmm. any or their orientation
0: mm-hmm. would have been great i think the closest you get is guy Branham's character henry mm-hmm. who is like by the way. You meet him in a club. I think you meet him in the club. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is a great gag that happens twice, and it's when um, Bobby's first talking to Aaron, and then it's like a close up of like a, like just a close up. They're having a conversation, and then we cut to a wide shot, and Aaron's gone, mm-hmm. and it works okay. Like you're yeah, get it, but then it happens again, like five minutes later, and that really landed for me yeah. for some reason. Like <laughs> that was a really funny. Like moment. yeah, there's there's some practical jokes that can happen with the actual filmmaking that I always really appreciate. Mm-hmm. So that was nice. Um, but yeah, I think Guy Branham's character, Henry, is the – and then he has a a, a a friend, two friends who are a couple with children, who are a straight couple. Mm-hmm. Um, they're fairly fleshed out. Like He's the kid's uncle, and we see them throughout the movie. But for the most part, everybody else is like, she's kind of there to have one-liner jokes that most of the time don't work for me. Yeah, exactly. So good enough movie. Would you recommend it to people? A certain demographic. What, gay people?
1: Yeah, my bosses are super stoked to see this. Oh, they haven't seen it yet? No. You're going to be like, go see it? Do they, you see well, it? they were like in a rental theater with a bunch of their friends. and You should tell them it's not that good. I mean, it was a good, they like rom-coms. Too. Yeah. Like they yeah. watch Hallmark movies. So. Oh, they're going to love it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Do you consider
0: this a Christmas movie? No.
1: Why? Because the whole thing wasn't around Christmas. It was just happened to be Christmas for like three scenes of Do the movie. Do you consider Die Hard a Christmas movie? Yes. Why? Because it happened at Christmas time. This happened at Christmas time too. He was trying to get home for Christmas. It all happened in one night and it was Christmas okay, Eve. Okay, okay, so, okay, fair enough. I get you. Nakatomi Tower. Is that what it was?
0: I think so. Maybe. But it's not. I sound super racist now. So, yeah, you should fact check it probably. probably. You could save yourself. Um, okay, I just heard. I was listening to another podcast and they debated this for a minute. I was like, I, don't, I wonder where you stand. No,
1: Die Hard's a Christmas movie. It happened on Christmas Eve. He was trying to get home to his
0: wife on Christmas Eve. Do you consider Planes, trends, and automobiles, Or is that only Thanksgiving?
1: Yeah, that's not a Christmas yeah, okay. movie. That's 100% yeah. okay. Thanksgiving. A it's like the only purely Thanksgiving movie.
0: Mm, One of Charlie them. Brown Thanksgiving.
1: Well, I don't know. Yeah.
0: we're. Uh, I think we're done with the movie. <laughs> yeah. Do you agree? Okay. For sure. Uh, well, if you see Bros, please let us know what you think. We do, uh, we'd like to hear from you. We, yeah. We do would like to hear from you. We do please would. <laughs> Good, yes. Billy Eichner's uh, hilarious. I'm that's t- my last thought. Sh- okay. Yeah, he's funny.
1: Do you like his stand-up? I've never seen a stand up. Uh, see, if he like stresses you out and you don't like him, I just seems like his stand up would be turned up to 11. Mm. His Billy yeah. on the Street character. He's hilarious. And I love Billy on the Street. I like Billy on no, the Street. No, I love it. We turn that on, we binge watch all of it. Yeah, okay. It's great.
0: All right. Uh, I'm going to take a breather, grab our second beer, unless you have anything else. Uh, no, I could go for a margarita. Brunch doesn't always have to be so chaotic. The reservations, the 86th breakfast items the hangovers, kick back and relax to some chill tunes and sip on this margarita-style sour ale. We blended up with our friends at Good Word Brewing in Public House in Duluth, Georgia. A citrusy profile from the combo of Cara Cara Orange, lime, and a bit of salt. Day drinking and pony Iver, what could be better? I'm gonna look up what Cara Cara Orange is because I've said it too many times in this show. To not know. But could you tell me, uh, just to remind people, actually, where this is from, tell me the style, the ABV, that sort of thing.
1: Yeah, this is from Jay Wakefield Brewing. It's a fruited Berliner Vice, and it is 6% ABV, and it's called Folk
0: Brunch Vibes. Great. Um, Here you go, sir. Why don't you describe the can as you pour yourself some? It's also a collaboration with Good Word Brewing, and we'll talk about that in just a moment. I already said that. What's that? That it's Good Word? Yeah. Yeah, we're going to talk about that brewery in just a second. You Ooh, said it's, Duluth, Georgia? It is good and frothy. And you poured it as such. Love it. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna pour some for myself, and then I will tell you about Cara Cara oranges. But wow, that's a frothy boy!
1: It's the opposite of the first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This one is full of foam and life. Yeah, tell me more. Oh man, it is! I've got a solid inch and a half of head right now. It is not going anywhere either. Man, this is yeah.
0: And you only have a solid inch or inch and a half of beer in your glass.
1: Yeah, it's like a sixty-five thirty-five. It erupted. So how numbers work? Sure. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. So, this is, this is a bold choice. I don't think margarita when I think brunch.
0: I actually don't either. No. When you no. said
1: uh, brunch vibes, I'm thinking- Mimosas. Did they do like a, mar- either mar- a mimosa or did they do a Irish like coffee. maple syrup Berliner Weiss? That'd be pretty good, right? Sure.
0: I don't know. I'd try it. That said, are you a fan of margaritas?
1: Uh, I do love a good marg If I can make it myself or if I'm somewhere that knows how to make them. I don't want a margarita out of a blender. I don't want it with 37 different fruits. I like a good Reposado margarita on the rocks. Minimal lime. Minimal lime? I mean, minimal. It depends. You love lime. I do. It depends on if they make. I like only drink margaritas out if they make their own mix. Okay. I'm kind of. Stuck up when it do, comes to margaritas. You sound, yeah, you sound that way. I have opinions,
0: man. You sound like you're from Dildoosh, Georgia. Dildoosh. <laughs> Sorry. Uh,
1: no, I, I do like margaritas. I like making my own margarita mix okay. know, with simple syrup and lime mm-hmm. and, and things like that. And I like a good tequila. No blending. Ice only. No salt on the rim. I like to add a little salt to the actual cocktail. Trumer style. Tr- trumer style. Yeah. Crispy boy style. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I do love a good margarita. Uh, not as much as a good Reposado tequila
0: shot. My confusion is when people decide to use really high high shelf liquor in a, in a cocktail. Mm-hmm. Like when someone's like, let me get a whiskey Coke, but use, I don't know, like Johnny Walker Blue. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Like the Coke is taking my, and I think. That's why we were out. I ordered a crown and Coke. Totally. It's perfect. But why, why use a good tequila in a margarita? Because I want
1: to use minimal fruits and I want the flavor of the tequila to be the star. You so, think it shines through? Uh, yeah. All right. Yeah. I'll, I mean, it depends on how you make your simple, you know, make your margarita mix. Okay. And how much you use of it. I mean, you can introduce a minimal amount and have it just be a splash of lime. Sure. Splash of simple,
0: call it a day. Uh, so, I mean, that's why I like making them at home. You control the ratios. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Uh, very briefly, the Cara orange is a red-fleshed navel orange uh, originally believed to have originated in uh, Washington. So, okay, a little fun fact there. Um, the species is citrus sinensis. <laughs> Ooh, that was a beer a, as well. Pop I know, quiz. Which is what maybe I know it's Lagunitas. That's why I brought it up. There you go. It is right. Okay. Why don't you hit that microphone again? <laughs> um, okay. You've tasted it. What are your thoughts? Hmm. Uh,
1: I love the amount of carbonation. I feel like the first beer, if it had more of that effervescence, effervescence, sure. Evanescence, uh, it would have really brought that beer to life. Mm-hmm.
0: It would have woken it up inside. Nice. Uh, I agree. This one definitely has more. This is super active.
1: That was the most evanescence puns I have. I think that's all of them. It's the only ones you can do. Yeah. Um, No, I could think of more, but I'm not going to. Okay. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. Huh. It's much less aggressively tart. Mm -hmm. I think it strikes a better balance. Uh, The salt is actually helping me out
0: in this. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's not screaming margarita. No, it's not. It's no. Um, If anything, it would be screaming more. Salty Mimosa, because it is very citrus forward. Mm-hmm. Um, it's citrus forward and orange citrus, not a lime citrus.
1: Yeah. yeah. Which is curious, you know, if you're wanting to go margarita, why would you even introduce orange?
0: I don't know. I agree that's a weird move. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like you're kind of taking away from your cause here a little bit. A little bit. But do you like it, even though it doesn't necessarily harken back to thoughts of margaritas?
1: Yeah, I, I do. do. I do too. It's light. It's easy drinking. It's still really... It's like punching me in the sternum right now with the level of of acidity. Sure, I think it's less punch you in the face as the first one, but it's still... I'm feeling it. So it's definitely still there. Uh, But I think as a beer, this one's much more approachable in that, like, I think it's easier to consume without wincing. Uh, This one doesn't... (laughs) I would have liked more orange. Like, if you're going to put orange in it, let's have some of those... Like, neither of the beers – well, that's not true. The last one was super fruit forward. Yeah. Uh, this beer, citing a very unique and exotic-sounding varietal of orange it's and, not, and it's, lime. It's, it's not uncommon, the, the Cara Cara. It's, well, it's used a lot. I've never gone to the store and bought a Cara Cara orange. Nor have I. But so, it's in beer a lot. Well, it's exotic to my taste buds. Fair enough. Uh, and I see that, and I learn that it's like a blood orange, blood orange. Yeah, it's a orange. relative. Like, a, yeah, it's yeah. –
0: I'm expecting some of that to punch through. Do you and like blood oranges in mm-hmm. general? Yeah. Yeah. We did this one time where we talked about like, I want to say this is like a deep cut in Patreon. We did like blood orange beers. Yeah, I remember, I remember that. We did blood infusion from track seven. That's the one, yep. And I did the 21st Amendment um, blood orange uh, brew for your die mm-hmm. IPA. There were others. There, there were. This is probably four years ago. Yeah. But
1: yeah. So I mean I would love to have this beer be a bit more committed to one lane like it doesn't really taste like a margarita and it doesn't really taste like fruit mm-hmm. it just tastes like a vaguely sour vaguely salty citrusy yeah
0: beer yeah yep. dash of sour dash of salt but it's good it's a marketing problem if anything
1: yeah but a big part of the way I judge something is is it is it is it what it's saying it is yeah
0: yeah um Well, a big part of why I picked it up is the can, of course. It was next to the first can, but I really like this. This is a very um, basic but fun floral can. Yeah, I like the can a lot. There's flowers and petals and all sorts of um, foliage everywhere. Really nice. It almost feels like
1: that one should have been the label for the first beer. Oh, you think so? The the first beer was so
0: tropical. That's true. I don't know if there's anything tropical about these, though.
1: They look like tropical flowers. Maybe. Or they could just be daisies. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. it has more of a tropical vibe, and like I would drive the car on the first one
0: to, through a to br- field of these flowers. To oh, to brunch for sure. Yeah, that makes more sense. In the donk, I I do like this beer. I like it quite a bit. I'm getting a bit of the acidity that you were talking about a moment ago. I don't love it. I do like it quite a bit, um, but it's not. Yeah, it's not blowing my mind necessarily. I'm pretty disappointed.
1: Oh, uh, it's it's not following through on what it says it's what it says it is. And it, I don't think this really has much of an identity. It's not. There's nothing defining about this beer that makes me
0: gravitate towards it, enjoy it, or want to give it a good rating. That last one you tacked on really brought some gravitas to this discussion. I, I'm with you on the first stuff, but I think it's, I think it's tasty. But I, this, yeah, it's not, it's not doing anything mind-blowing or totally different and i agree it's not necessarily Ooh, delivering on you've had now another drink that has was there forced sh- me to cut off my sentence sorry what is happening was there like schmutz on the bottom of that maybe i didn't pour you the whole thing we can find out i'll pour it in mine why What is what is different in your tasting way
1: experience? more lime oh really like an insane like it's tasted like you just
0: squirted lime juice in my beer i promise i didn't uh, but you know that because you're sitting across from me. Yeah. Room. Give that the old
1: spinny spin and give yeah. that a try.
0: All right. You're tasting more. Is, is it good more lime? Or? Yeah.
1: Oh. Like, oh, there's like the lime that the spear needed. Really? That was weird. Are you going to try it again?
0: hundred percent. Okay. So I'm looking at mine. Mine doesn't look any more um, uh, hazy. Nope. Then like, uh, did we need to like twirl that can When I pulled or it out of our beer cellar, I, I gave it a gentle roll across the counter.
1: That's uh, weird. So no, I'm going to try it now. I feel like we just had a massive lime infusion.
0: Am I taking crazy pills? No, I taste more lime too. That's weird. That is weird. Um, it's better now. It's certainly more margaritty. Way better now. Interesting. And that almost tastes like uh, key lime juice, mm-hmm. which, which you love. I love. Big proponent. Uh, more bitter, more bitter, and more acidic now as well, mm-hmm. which is a shame yeah. for me. Yep. But you like it more.
1: Well, I like the lime notes more. I was yeah. looking for any defining characteristics other than being vaguely sour and vaguely citrusy. Buddy, but you found them. I did. This is very limey. All right. Let's let's give it a rating then. Yeah, this is like a three point eight. Even with the lime. Yeah. Really don't love this beer. Where it, was it at before the lime? Oh uh, two eight, three one. All right. Yeah. This is a this is a disappointing beer. I'm tired of being kind. No. Like I'm you know, something like mediocre, I'd be like, eh, it's like a five five. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, it's like fuck that. I don't like this beer at all. It's a it's a three eight. All right deal with it for me it is a five it's right up the middle there's some stuff i like there's some stuff i don't it's not blowing my mind but it's not making me angry like it's making you angry so five for me why was it two different beers couldn't tell you that's so weird that is very strange i don't like that you want to move along into bothered and bothered sure (laughs) great johnny what's got you bothered and or bothered because i'm just picking up on your vibe oh life in general want to talk about it
1: Uh, got two funerals this week. You do want to talk about it? Well, okay. Yeah, so that's a thing. Sure, got a public one and a family only one on public one on Wednesday, family only one on Friday when this drops. Sweet. Yeah, it's gonna be super fun. All right, taking a bereavement day just to pick people up at the airport. Stoked on that. Really good mental health time for me to just you know. Good for you for taking the day off, man. Whatever. I'm helping where I can, or Mm -hmm. else I wouldn't have even taken the day off. Sure. Yeah. Life's heavy this week. Sometimes it's not all beer and movies. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Been a been a heavy week, heavy month type situation. Mm -hmm. But we're getting through it. And uh, beer's fun. Movies are fun. Sure. And uh, yeah, that's what that is. So yeah, that's that's the overbearing, over looming over. Yeah. Overshadowing uh, over. Overshadowing is good. Overeasy. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) Anyways. uh, Yeah, that's that. Anything else bothering me? Yeah, man, I got a bone to pick with Better
0: Call Saul. You are where now in this? Done. You're You finished it. This is it. This is the okay. wrap. Did you by chance watch Menisco Valley of the Lost Dance? No. No, you didn't. You said you would, but.
1: So when I get hung up on a show like this, it basically means I push pause on everything other than movies for this show. I know. And then after I'm done with that, all of my weekly shows that I've been putting off, I have to catch up on. Mm-hmm. So we're almost back to even. Like after know. last night, I think I'm back up to even. So okay. I have no content waiting for me right now. Well. Minuscule. Mm-hmm. Valley of the Lost Boys. Ants. Ants. Mm-hmm. So that's happening. It's on my radar. Okay. I, I love, Yeah. I've told you before, you have to harass me.
0: I, I just don't it. understand, because I said this to you last week and, and months ago, I said, I'm telling you there's a movie that is about 65 minutes long mm-hmm. that will make you happy. Yes. And you said, okay, I'll watch it. And then it was months later, and I said, "Did you watch it?" And you said, it "Wasn't no. months
1: later." This came up when we did Marcel the Shell. No,
0: the first time I told you was months
1: ago. I okay, was at that doesn't old count because I don't
0: remember it. That's not why it doesn't count. <laughs> and the irony is that you're now complaining about Better Call Saul,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I told you you could watch this movie and it would make you happy. <laughs> it would fulfill you. Yes, and it it takes the almost exact amount of time with a little bit of extra time as an episode, one episode, not even a full season of Better Call Saul. Mm-hmm. And instead, you watched an entire extra season of a thing that you're not even happy about. <laughs> and I don't understand your penchant for self-destruction, but I'm letting you know that there's a colony of ants waiting to make you feel better, and you just <laughs> won't get in there.
1: I just don't so deserve to be happy, man. I don't get it. I need to self-flagellate and drink whiskey. Sure. Such is life. What's I'm wrong a, with Better Call Saul? Uh, nothing. Okay. It ended not ideal. Um, so gut reaction, the last three episodes were completely unnecessary. Season five, right? Season six. Six. Yep. Uh, they were kind of, so you have to be familiar with Breaking Bad. It's a given because okay. this is a, like mm-hmm. a prequel, one of the main characters. It's a buildup. Um, so gut reaction, I really didn't like the last three episodes because it all took place after Breaking Bad okay so they're playing this game a lot where they go way 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 in the past and then way in the future and then the present time is still before breaking bad so there's a lot of like timeline skipping somewhat hard to follow um but the last three episodes the show came to a screeching halt because it was dealing with the the, kind of the wrap-up of this character post breaking bad right so initially i'm just pissed and then my fresh hop cinema brain is just the wheels are turning the next day. I'm like, this is unacceptable. I can't just not like something. I need to figure out why I didn't like it. What was wrong with that critically? And the conclusion I came to was that the show and the plot was asking more out of me, the viewer than I had, because it was asking me to basically have everything that happened in breaking bad be very fresh in my mind for those last three movies or episodes to be relevant. If I didn't have that, it's a shortcoming of me as the viewer, not meeting this show's expectations, that type of situation. So, um, looking at it through that lens, I might someday rewatch those three after I rewatch breaking bad, if that ever happens. But honestly, not that invested anymore. Don't have a desire to go back and watch all of breaking bad. Um, So I would say if you love Better Call Saul, you can like take or leave the last three episodes. It really ended around
0: three episodes before the finale. Would you have ever not watched the last three episodes if someone told you that? Would you just be like, all right, I'll watch Minuscule instead? Yeah. No, you wouldn't
1: I might, dude. They were a slog. But you wouldn't, you'd believe someone when they told you that? Depends. If I trusted them as much as I trust myself.
0: Name someone. Nobody. Then you wouldn't do it. Me? Maybe. Yeah, not me. About, we've proven about, that's not true. Well, about content.
1: No, like, I've told well, you well, to no, watch a thing you would love You and told you didn't me not, watch you told it told you said you watch something you hated. I'm talking about if I'm watching a show mm-hmm. and you say the last three episodes ruin the show, don't okay. watch them,
0: stop while you're ahead, I would. If I tell you that about House of the Dragon, are you going to stop watching? Well, I'm further ahead than you. If I hypothetically, you know, (laughs) like if you miss another. I trust you
1: because we've been around this. You just wouldn't watch it? Dude, if you would have told me that as much as I trust you and you would have saved me the misery of the last three seasons of Game of Thrones, bet your fucking ass. About three seasons. Two seasons.
0: No. Definitely Season 8 was tough.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I probably would have. I might have hate watched it later on down the road, but I wouldn't watch it weekly as it came out. All right. Uh, Perfect example Euphoria i started season oh that two. is a good example i started season two yeah. and you were way ahead of me and i'm like hey man is it worth it because this is mm-hmm. rough and you're like no yeah so i didn't and then That's the same true. with uh the one that ended up just being torture
0: porn oh yeah it was called um something um, county no no
1: that was a similar show that came
0: out around the same time it's a show on amazon prime kind of like based around true events um Oh, man. What was that called? I don't remember. I, I don't either because it was the, tough. The,
1: the other one I was thinking of was called Lovecraft County. They both came mm. out around the same time. Did you ever finish that? No. Me neither. It that was me. good. It lost me. Why? I got bored. I don't know. It just got too. It I, lost me too, but I really enjoyed it. I remember enjoying it, but then I got bored like one episode and just, I don't know, maybe something else shiny caught my eye. Yeah, maybe. There was a time when a lot of content was coming out. Yeah, it was called The Pandemic.
0: And, and actually not even a lot was coming out, but a lot was being released to streaming. Well, and we had more time to watch it than ever. Yeah. So it was kind of like content
1: overload. Yeah. I think that was around the time I got God of War. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. All that to say, if we were watching, yes. The short answer is right, yes. And cool. I think I've You proven, have proved your
0: point. Fair enough. And I'll watch the Ant movie. I don't believe you. And until you do, I don't care. For me, um, I've had a fairly busy last week or so. Played a bunch of fun shows. Um... Got a few new pedals for my pedal board, restructured that a little bit. For the most part, a pretty even keel week. Nice. Um, nothing too wild. Uh, I'm trying to think of my movie-going experiences, nothing crazy there. Just a solid, just work week. I like that. Yeah. I like that when there's no good, no bad. Just... Yeah. Well, I'm not saying there's no good, there's just nothing unusual. Most of it's good, so that was usual. I like it. Yeah. Very good. Uh, I'm going to see Mike Birbiglia live in a couple weeks. Sick. In Atlanta. Dude, Somewhere what? Mm-hmm. Are you flying out there just for that i have a relative out there okay it's her birthday it's my aunt
1: nice um
0: so i bought us tickets to mike Berbiglia, and i'm gonna take her to see that dude that's so, rad. so that'll be fun that'll be uh i love burbigs. end of the month yeah that's exciting um so that's kind of it's kind of what's going on with me uh mm. i guess if you're hearing this the day that it drops i'm playing at the union in orville it's friday the 7th and i'm playing at uh 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 where is it mm, no that's the week after i'll save it so yes Good enough.
1: Great. I do have one hot. final Before we get out of here. Go. Uh, finished uh, the last two episodes that I've been pushing of Reservation Dogs. Oh, nice. Uh, cannot recommend that show enough. Okay. I still think you would really love it.
0: All right. I'll, So right.
1: I'll watch it. And it finished really strong. Great. But I can't wait to watch it. And it tugs at your heartstrings. I think the Great. last
0: three episodes all made me cry. Great. I'll definitely watch it right away. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. As usual, this show wouldn't be possible without the support of Bailey Minardi. Special thanks to all of our people on Patreon. Check out the handlebar if you haven't. They have a super, super cool happy hour seven days a week. My name is Max Minardi.
1: Shout out to ants. My name is Johnny Summers. Thanks for joining us. We will see you next week. Uh, Watch the damn ant movie because Max recommended it, and I'm going to before next week. Expect that full review next episode. But most importantly, be good to each other. See you next week.
0: This This is is Fresh fresh Hop hop
2: cinema. Cinema.